Ladies and gentlemen, please take your seats. The show is about to begin. I am the one who knocks. You'll all have chins. I should buy a In mid-2011, there was a conflux of radio's emerging superpowers, masterfully united. T. Sterling Watson and Michael James Dupal revealed to all of terra firma, the lost dial, when in our modern society, it feels like the blind are leading the blind. The lost dial crew are the ties that bind. Arts, philosophy, politics, Hollywood, music, television, technology, common knowledge, common sense, and sensibility, and all other essentials. The lost dial tackles the whole spectrum, as earthquakes, and the seas rise, it will be in the dial that we trust. We hope you enjoy the show. Episode 130, the 130th installment of The Lost Dial, powered by AllNoiseRadio.com. Uh, as always, with you, I am uh, Michael James DePaul. Sitting across from me is the one, the only, T. Sterling Watson. Good morning, ladies. Ooh, you got, you got some rasp today. Still? I thought I was just... Uh, yeah. It sounded, sounded like... I was doing that on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You got, you I got think the, my uh, voice has returned. Mostly. Oh, yeah. I, it had, for the most part, um, 
last time. Last yeah, uh, last time because I was I was <clears throat> recovering still from my laryngitis. But yeah, crazy laryngitis. Yeah, I'm mostly back together now. I'm all you know put together correctly. Hopefully, you don't have the uh, the MERS. The MERS. <laughs> the MERS. What's the MERS. Have you you haven't heard of the MERS yet? Oh it's wait. Um, M E R S stands for. I I know there was like a measles outbreak oh, recently. I've got it. You got MERS? No, <laughs> it's called it's uh that stands for Middle East Respiratory Syndrome. Oh. Is uh is kind of funny anything related to SARS? Um, I'm only assuming the the RS. What are they saying means. about SARS here? Oh, yeah. SARS isn't that whatever you're reading too? Yeah, SARS oh, is good. brought up by Doctor Sanjay Gupta. Uh, love, um, love you want me to tell you about it? This sure, is uh, pe- I don't know pe- people are it. getting a little uh little antsy in their pantsy about it because a guy just uh, died in indiana oh my yeah so this isn't just the middle east and then it's no it's um coming to the you know north america modern so. day um NARS. you know commercial flight nars um, we're dealing oh. with nars now nars well nars. i guess since it came from snars middle east so doesn't that nars. sound kind of phony though nars it's called the middle east respiratory syndrome <laughs> i mean that doesn't sound very uh very... It sounds racist. Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. It sounds a little... A Keep little your racist funny. diseases over there. Okay? Yeah. I don't want your Middle East respiratory <laughs> syndrome. <laughs> No, we'll keep you. our American respiratory syndrome over here, which is just you wheezing keep... because of all the uh, fat that we're eating. So, right, we are uh, just stuffing our gullets full of. Uh... Or is it because it's allergy season too? What's that new sandwich at McDonald's? Mm. Somebody was eating it next to me. It smelled really good. I <laughs> chicken and bacon. It's 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 a combination of a uh, their signature chicken patty with uh, some some bacon. I and don't tell anybody this. Okay, so this is just between you and me. But okay, <laughs> um, I did go to McDonald's yesterday. Did you go to McDonald's twice? <clears throat> because they brought back their um, their dollar iced coffee, medium iced coffee. Oh, and it's not really effective. Like it doesn't have like a whole lot of caffeine that keeps you awake, but it is it does taste good. So that's kind of what I went there for. But caffeine hasn't affected me in, in years. A long time. I know <clears throat> since you were a wee child, um, back when you started smoking. So <laughs> when I was um. Over there, that I, I came out they... of the womb smoking. Came <laughs> 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 puff, puff, and then move on. God, it's hot in here. I'm like sweating. It is. It did, did get warm once you close the door. Um, <clears throat> the other thing they started is uh, strawberry and creme pies. You know how they have the apple pie and the little, you know, like creme brulee. I, I guess I never had creme brulee, but it's spelled C R E M E, so that's why I'm pronouncing it that way. Um, but it's actually very good. The strawberry and cream pie. Hmm. Um, so it's like the... I don't recommend McDonald's, but if you happen to find yourself over there, or someone is going, oh, I'm going to go to McDonald's and kind of you know, make a request for one. <clears throat> it's like the shape of the original apple pie. Yes, it's like it's on that little pastry thing, the little rectangle thing. Um, instead of the little slits they have at the top, the little three little slits. You're just talking about one. the rectangle box? Yes, yeah, so the, rectangle, the rectangle box <laughs> pie thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the same thing, except it's uh, it's somewhat of a different flaky cra- crust. And then it's just got a, a line through the middle so you can see the filling inside, um, mm. which I wish they mixed a little better. Maybe a little swirl, but it's just half of it's cheese. The other half is uh, strawberry. But Really? Yeah, it's not it's, mixed? It's not like it should be like maybe like, twisted and swirled up a little bit but i mean aesthetically it still looks kind of 
interesting and it still tastes good but you have to keep make, making sure you bite each side or bite it like right in the middle that's the only one they have right now is they still just have the, the apple pie I'm no but sure. i mean oh any other special you ones? made it sound like it, they were it was like they were introducing a series of these new fancy oh, pies no, it's, it's, as far as i know it's a limited time only thing oh. and i'm i'm not even entirely sure if it's all mcdonald's are participating in this but yeah. i was in um chickpea yesterday so uh-huh. i happened to be over there and that particular one was serving up the, the yeah. creme. Because I don't normally frequent McDonald's. I just happened creme. to be there because it was right across the parking lot and I was, had been staring at it for like the past Sometimes hour. And you get a whiff of that and you're just like, Sometimes, oh my yeah. God. It happens um, when I'm uh, across the street from Burger King or it's like in the same parking lot. But Burger King I like. Have I you ever know. heard of a Burger King going out of business? No, actually. Even with my dad had been working there for like most of my childhood. I don't recall any of them ever going. It doesn't happen. But one actually did um, in my hometown due to its location. I guarantee that's the reason. It's just in this very weird, weird location. Hmm. Like, you know, most Burger Kings are like all by themselves right out on the strip. Right. Next to a McDonald's and a Wendy's. (laughs) And, exactly. you know, the big sign, you know, out in the open for passing traffic to see. From miles well, away. This one was, like, tucked in to, like, um, you know, a horseshoe-shaped plaza. And... That does it happen was, occasionally. Just a very weird location. And they didn't even have, like, a big sign. Oh, so you didn't even know they were there. Well, I mean, if you lived in town, you did. But for passers-by, mm-hmm. you know... So I'm imagining that's why the place went out of business. Either this, this recently happened? This went out of business? Yeah. Oh, okay. Either that or everybody came down with a serious case of Middle East respiratory syndrome. And, um, you they know. decided Burger King wasn't <clears throat> for them to help them get over you this. You know, yeah. I mean, what are the symptoms of a... Uh, you want me to read, a, read, a, read up on symptoms this? Symptoms and, should, you know, should, we, should we have Sanjay Gupta tell us about it? Well, you have an audio of him speaking about it? Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> And watch it starts out with a commercial for because, like, I mean, McDonald's or wouldn't you rather hear the soothing voice of Sanjay Gupta rather than my voice that sounds like you might already have <sighs> I have emerged, emerged. Yeah. <laughs> I already sound like I have <laughs> respiratory syndrome from the Middle East. Um No, it's Middle East respiratory syndrome you have because you have to keep saying MERS so that way yeah. people get it stuck in their head and they start that just sounds out. like they really just did not you know the powers that be did not put a lot of time and effort into them trying to come up with a good name for this right and when you kept saying it i kept thinking about uh seinfeld because it seems like something they would i don't know kind of bring out um oh, i'm thinking of the moors because uh, they had that uh, whole trivia thing when george was playing uh against the, the boy in the bubble and um, the Moors, as in the uh, North Africans, that well, there was there was Rome. a trivia question, <laughs> and on the card, the answer read Moops, but the correct answer was Moors. But George was was mm-hmm. you know steadfast on the answer being Moops because that's what the card says. If the card said Moops, you're the answer is wrong, so he ended up getting a fight. That sounds Moops. vaguely familiar. What about um, uh, what about um, uh. Stan Stan Marsh's father in uh, South Park trying to uh, guess <laughs> guess on um, Wheel of Fortune mm-hmm. supposed to be Naggers. Oh, oh you my! Ever seen that? I one? haven't seen it, but I've seen like still photos of it of like that particular scene. He, he has to go before Jesse Jackson and apologize, <laughs> and that that requires him kissing Jesse Jackson's bare bottom. Mm. 
kiss it. <laughs> <laughs> so Gupta, what is Gupta? Oh, right. Yes, back to um. <clears throat> all right, here. Let's let's uh let's give it a. Hey, did we say welcome to the lost Isle? Yeah, we did. Yeah, we welcome did. to the lost Isle. <laughs> That's a new jingle. <laughs> We have fun and games. Learn to live like an animal. Oh, wow. <clears throat> Nardellis. No. <laughs> Ready? Here we go. I'm going to play this. Okay. The soothing sounds of Sanjay Gupta. What is this, NPR now? Yes. Okay. Yes. Oops. I got to press play yeah, again, play. I guess, play obviously. Okay. I oh, did it. God. Good Marshall? what? I climbed this mountain. Huh. Well, I save hundreds on my car. Stupid ad well, we're that you can't skip. We're going to turn it down a little bit. Sorry. Okay. Here we go. And of course, it's a Geico commercial. Of course. Dr. Sanjay Gupta is ah. out front. And Sanjay, you were just in Africa covering the Ebola outbreak. Now we're hearing about MERS. What's causing oh, MERS, MERS to sorry. become an outbreak and to spike? You know, all of these viruses, if, if you look at the history of them, they all are what are called zoonosis viruses, meaning they, they make Ooh. the jump from animals to humans. Uh, sometimes it's easier to figure Camels. out, as you and I talked about. Delicious. We don't know for sure where it comes from Camels. in Ebola, but we get a better idea now where, it, where it's likely coming from for, for mares. Um, and that is single hump camels, uh, known as dromedaries. The, these are the types of camels that could be harboring this virus. You see them there. Sanjay, you silly goose. In, uh, these camels, uh, you know, it could have been there for a long time. But for some reason, it makes the jump. It makes the jump from animals to humans. You want to know how it makes the jump? It's because those pesky camels like to spit at you. And oh, sometimes okay. when, if you stand in there with your mouth open, because you're like, camels, I've never seen a camel before. And you're like, your mouth is open because oh. you're so like as you're in saying, awe. As you're saying then, camel, <laughs> that's when it. Yeah. And they spit a big wad of camel that's, saliva That's into not your where mouth. I thought you were going with that. I thought you were going, well, yeah, okay. It makes more sense that way. Yeah. Okay. No, I, I don't know that for certain. But they're saying, yeah, mares, sorry, it's mares. Mares, not mares. Is, uh, has been uh, transmitted to human uh, two humans from uh, single-humped camels, which are called demiricuses. Is that what he said? No. <laughs> demiricuses. So All right, we'll, let's let's we'll, let's go back. We'll, to, go back let's, we'll we'll let Sanjay handle this because I'm no um, medical expert. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fascinating process, Aaron. They, they oh, Jesus. Are you getting a call? Email. Figure this out. It's a real <laughs> medical mystery, but they think that they've got it solved. Wow, and I and I I know you know I. Obviously, we sometimes make jokes on the show. We said, why are they blaming camels? But I know they're saying uh, you know, that they have done the studies now to determine that's where it comes from. How, how Sanjay, does it spread from a camel to a person? Spit. And, and why, at this point, is this a, a Saudi Arabia-specific situation? You know, a lot of times these viruses will start in a certain part of the world, as you mentioned SARS earlier, but then could spread in other, other places. You know, they don't know exactly how it's getting from camels to humans. And while they have found the virus, the actual virus in camels, there could be other animals as well as part of this whole mix. Hmm. They think it, may, it could be camel meat. It could be drinking unpasteurized camel milk, which I guess both those things are common yeah. in Saudi Arabia. Uh, it could be droplets uh, for people who are around camels. It could be even uh, droplets is in spit or some fluid. Hey, there you go. ding, 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 ding. Skin and it's transmitted that way. You remember, Aaron, that's how Ebola is transmitted. Fluids actually getting on one's skin. So they haven't figured that out. They have shown that it can spread human to human as well, but, right. but it's very mm. difficult for that to happen. Swapping could it, saliva. Uh, could someone have this Sneezing virus, on other get people. on an airplane, mm. and all of a sudden the infection because some, becomes something 
significant huge a pandemic I, I, I think that, that that is a real concern and you know I, you know you know me well enough to know that I, I all right yakety yak don't talk things. back they're saying uh, more than a hundred uh, more than a hundred people are dead from this mayor's outbreak and this must have come out before the guy in Indiana died because this was yesterday's news the guy you're uh, saying the guy in Indiana <clears throat> died yesterday right this I, I pulled this up I all I typed in um camel virus and uh, CNN health was the first thing to pop up uh, I don't know what the date is on this but yeah, I'm still wondering now is mares does mares sound better than camel virus hump virus nope that's not good either hump oh god I hate you Geico I hate you <laughs> that's why you're saying it was so appropriate for uh, them to be playing a Geico commercial before that uh, yeah. little article there a recent surge in uh, reported cases including 26 new ones this past weekend uh, has fan concern the outbreak might be shifting into a more dangerous phase uh, Sanjay didn't make it sound too alarming but this no, uh, this write up this write up is uh, very very scary um, there's fear tactics employed in that in the way that it's written yes hmm. So Sanjay didn't write, write it because, you know, he was soothing. He was calming. He was like, this is what's happening. Um, That's what I don't like about him. Oh, because you want to be like, you know. I want fire and brimstone. and um, You want to be told and not just told, but um, alarmed. I want it to be like the seven seals of uh, the apocalypse, pretty much. I want Sanjay to come on and be like, like rip his tie off and be like, we're all going to die. <laughs> <laughs> so, but no, he's always way too cool, calm and collected. Like when he and uh, Anderson Cooper were reporting from uh, um, uh, the aftermath of the very terrible uh, Japanese tsunami. Mm -hmm. um, what was that uh, plant called? Uh, it was recently, I recently came across it. The nuclear power plant called... Fukushima. Fukushima. Um, and they were like reporting in Tokyo and they were like, you know, reading each other with the, scanning each other with the uh, radiation scanners and, mm -hmm. the, you know, their numbers were pretty high and they're in Tokyo. And even then, Sanjay and Anderson were just like... Just kind of, hey, the readings are kind of high here. They were the epitome just... of cool, calm as a cucumber. And it's just like... You people have radiation coming out of your <laughs> ears, you know, so get alarmed, you know. I need to go hang out with them. And then, you know, the next day they put Anderson on a plane back to New York faster than. Because of how bad things were. Right. Their numbers really were alluding to it. It was just, you know. They're like, well, we don't want our, 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 a, our a game player right to, to be... you know, to die of radiation poisoning over in because then they would just lose so many fans um, and lose so many so much money probably being sued by the fans because if they lost Anderson yeah yeah because that's that's their bread and butter is he that's yeah <laughs> is that what I just <laughs> yeah. said yes you did. I was gonna say Aaron Burnett who is the voice of the lady okay, okay. the so, lovely Aaron Burnett was talking to Sanjay in that little thing that I just so uh, Anderson is the bread and Aaron Burnett is the butter and Gupta is the bologna that is a disgusting sandwich, but you know, sure. <laughs> he's he's there. I mean, maybe a bag of chips. You have a little picnic with the three of them. CNN more than the other uh, two main media cable outlets. They really rely on their um their medical guy. 
They do. Because uh, he's, he's, does he still have his own show? I don't know. I don't watch CNN like I used to. I think on Sundays he does. Because the other one I used to get it confused with was, um, oh, I don't even know his name anymore. But he's uh, another kind of Middle Eastern fellow. Uh, Our buddy? Huh? Our guy? The uh, economist? No, no, not him. Although he, he left a while ago. He's another on, uh, Middle Eastern guy on CNN who was... Uh, yeah, he, he has his own show on Sunday, too, but he's not oh, a medical guy. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> you, know, um, you know what I'm talking about. Global Public Access. GP. Yeah, Global GPF. Public Square or something with yeah. uh, Zarid... Uh, I think his last name starts with an F. Zarid... Uh, yeah, I'm going to have um, to look it up. But yeah, that's that's who I'm talking about. Uh, Christiane Amanpour. <laughs> <laughs> Not her, but yeah, she's she's another Stephen one. Colbert she's... calls her Christiane Amanpour. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations to him, by the way. Yeah, we should. Um, we haven't really um, we haven't really talked lately. What's happening with Stephen Colbert? Fareed Enough of this Mars. I'm, I'm already bored. Yeah, it's a CMI. Zareed Sakaria. I wouldn't be able to pronounce his name. So. Zareed Sakaria. Yep. But yeah, um, Christian Amanpour. What's her? What's what's his name? Steve Stephen Colbert's got the uh, the Late Show um, what taking one? over. What Late Show? There's so many of them. With like, Dave Letterman. With oh CBS. He's yeah, going to be CBS's um, new uh, late bread night and butter talk show. Host. Yeah. CBS's <laughs> late night bread and butter. Bread um, and butter. So that's going to be happening sometime next year. And, uh, now, is this because he said something that people didn't really care for? There was a little oh, storm back a couple weeks ago about yeah, no, what, something he that. said on the rapport, and all of a sudden now he's got David Letterman's seat. No, not at all. A lot of people think a woman should have gotten it. Yeah, and you know, you, you wouldn't little be Tina Fey, maybe. Oh, wow, that would have been awesome. Mm-mm. I would have. Although I don't know, I don't know if she would do that to Jimmy Fallon though. <sighs> what take CBS? Yeah, she's NBC all the way. Yeah. She as does. far as I know, she's got like a, at least maybe at least one show coming up. Uh, I don't know like what network has it. I'm pretty sure NBC, but if not NBC, then probably ABC. But I I haven't been doing my job. I was really going to try to start this year to start watching like pilots and to see which one is coming up and then start making my predictions from there. But mm-hmm. it's, sometimes it's just too difficult to keep up with that. Um, but no, I guess there was talks for a while. Um, there were like lists of like who could replace Dave, and then they finally announced Stephen. I watched them uh, interview. Um, so that was the thing is, everybody knows Stephen Colbert strictly by his character, character right? His like far right, and that's what my dad said. Wing like, not character. We don't, on... I don't even really. He doesn't like him because <laughs> of that character he plays. But they don't realize that that's a character, and his right. real personality is, is hilarious. I've heard an inter- the one time I ever heard him not his Colbert Report character mm-hmm. was an interview on NPR by the one and only Terry Gross. Mm-hmm. I love her. Um, but this was only audio. Right. You know, there was no you know Video he's an animated see. individual, is, and that goes hand in hand with his you know with his. Um, very distinct voice as well, but he was Stephen Colbert, <laughs> I guess. Um, well, I think that's just how his name is pronounced, Colbert, I think. I think it's Colbert. Well, I mean, I know he did that during the writer's strike. He decided to have his name be Colbert or 
I think the rest of his family goes by Colbert. Could be. Could be. <laughs> I really don't know. Do you know that uh, his own. his father and maybe one brother or possibly two died when he was like five years old in a in a plane crash? I didn't know. I know his father and maybe and one brother. I think there was a third family member involved, um, which had a huge, you know, was a huge part of who he became and, and the road that he, that he took. Um, was, but, this, was the stuff he talked about in the, in the interview? Uh, no, not that I, I picked up a book the other day, which I've only just skimmed through. I haven't actually started reading it. It's called, um, it's the rise and continued rise of Stephen Colbert. It's something like everything. Was it a memoir? Everything, but and the truthiness or something. No, it's some chick, uh, she actually did one on uh, Stephen King. She's written some books on, uh, but yeah, this one's on the uh, the rise and further rise of Stephen Colbert. Something something truthiness is the name of the book. <clears throat> well, that's interesting because he's about to rise a little bit further or higher. I just I think it's weird. I think it's weird that he is the one that's chosen. Not that he was chosen, but I think I don't I don't know. Well, I, I'm I think just trying to figure be- out what you think is weird about it. He belong. I think, like like John Stewart, if John Stewart was given the opportunity to take on something for CBS or just a late or, show, well, he's, well, you're saying on he network belongs TV. where he belongs, and I think Stephen Colbert has only begun with the Colbert Report. I mean, really, I think it's just what we've seen is the tip of the iceberg, really. Mm. And or the base of the iceberg, I don't know. <laughs> but um, I don't know, dude. I think um, I'm I'm a little worried. I don't know if it's gonna work. It's different. I will say that it's not. It's, it, it's different in the sense where this guy he's been playing a character, as we said earlier. He's been playing a character for what a number, almost like what ten years now, um, and now he's going to come out and be himself. Whereas other people like Jimmy Fallon, he's been playing sketch characters. Yeah, but Jimmy Fallon's beat. The thing is, <laughs> Stephen Colbert is like awesome. He, and he's, he's a rogue type personality in the entertainment industry. When, what I mean by that is I don't think that C, CBS is going to hand him a show that's already formatted. And they're giving it to a guy who I don't think is going to be able to take that format and be happy doing that five nights a week. You know what I mean? I do, but I think I just disagree. Because he's been doing that for the past. Those late night shows are beat, dude. They really are. And I'm sorry, I, I probably have a lot more great things to say about Jimmy Fallon if he did a show more like Jon Stewart and Colbert's show on Comedy Central. I think he... If he had a show like that, but he... This is the route he chose. David so. Letterman, great for that sort of format. Mm-hmm. Um, Johnny Carson, yeah, he 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 led the way. Um, do you watch Fallon Jay that often? Leno, well, we're not even going to talk about Leno. But do you watch Fallon too often? I'm assuming not. No. No. <laughs> you don't got to be sad about it. You don't have to be sad. <laughs> but um, with, no. like what, what Fallon does, it's it, he makes it fun because he has like you know games he plays with his host which i don't see anybody else doing like when okay now i'm bringing up leno again but he didn't play any games with them letterman doesn't play any games i mean they're, they're sitting there playing um not necessarily beer pong but things like it 
Um, what was it, that that lip uh, lip syncing? Um, yeah, the lip lip syncing duo or match or whatever, which I did not watch. Pretty good. I just saw clips of it. She's I, and it was trending for a while, so I'm like, maybe I should watch it, but I never got around to it. But she's something else, that girl. He's <clears throat> bringing new life to the show because he's doing different things. He's making it more of a variety show than just a talk show. Um, well, I hope that I hope what I'm saying is I uh, basically what I'm trying to get at is I hope CBS, which I've always heard that CBS is a little. They skew over. A little, uh, <laughs> eh. I, I, I think that their problem, at least in the general entertainment mainstream, is that they stream older. They have an yeah. older audience. It's always so. been one of Letterman's little undertone, you know, sort of snarky, you know, CBS or a bunch of tightwads. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Right. I hope they are going to let Stephen Colbert take it and make it his own and revolutionize. Oh, yeah, they definitely that, will. That. I don't know though. I think that they will cuz I mean have you talked to the I mean, the executives at I, CNN? Do you even watch CNN? Uh, CNN. <laughs> um Craig Ferguson, what the what they let him do with that show. I mean, they let him get away with a lot of stuff and he doesn't even come out like Yeah, he but he's barely has anything enough. scripted. He's on late enough where they let him do whatever. Right. So I mean, he had a format before like before he came in, there was a format there. He came in and then just pretty much ripped all the walls down and he does his own thing. I mean, look at Conan. Conan was driven out with pitchforks and flaming torches, so he had to take up residence on TBS. And is doing quite well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what you hear. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's, uh, let's go to a break. Let's go to a break. I've got, uh, I've got a little something-something. Got a little ditty. Yeah, we will um, we'll return with this, um, this um, just pulsating conversation (laughs) about late night television on the 130th installment of the lost dial powered by allnoiseradio.com baby you should know by now that I'm right for you but every time I step to you it's been 48 years Connecticut School of Broadcasting has helped place thousands of people just like you in exciting careers in radio, television, and the new media. At Connecticut School of Broadcasting, our hands-on approach is different. It's designed to have you spend less time in the classroom and more time in the studios. From the first day, you'll work with state-of-the-art equipment. Learn by doing from our team of industry professionals who come from their studios to ours. The best part about it? You'll learn it all in a matter of months, not years. Connecticut School of Broadcasting has a network of 12 campuses from Massachusetts to Miami. Remember, it's never too late to love what you do. So do what I did. Call 1-800-TV-RADIO. Step into the fast-paced world of the broadcast media. Day and evening classes begin soon. Connecticut School of Broadcasting. Get trained and get connected now. Call 1-800-TV-RADIO or log on to GoCSB.com. Oh, is that us sneaking into a Nardelli's dun, dun, location? Dun, dun, dun. Nardelli's. Ah, <laughs> uh, Nardelli's. Um, ah. The uh, Taste the Tradition. Taste sandwich. the Tradition. It is so delicious. Oh, and there's the Cheesecake Burrito. There, Yes, the Cheesecake Burrito. Oh, it's delicious. It's totally sweet. Um, so go find their locations. There are two locations in Waterbury, <gasps> Naugatuck, Southbury, Danbury, Middletown, Oxford, <laughs> Oxford Cromwell, <laughs> Southington and brand new location in Meriden. Oh snap! Oh snap! So you better go and uh, get your, uh, you know, favorite Nardelli's sandwich or whatever. It's it's great. <laughs> Nardelli's. No 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 no. Taste the tradition. 
Thanks for listening to The Lost Dial. If you like our podcast, please rate us and comment on iTunes and Podbean.com. Also, check out our friends Aaron, Andy, and Amacy at The Porchcast, and Didi and Ariel at Catnaps and Cognac. Both can be found on iTunes and Podbean. And now, back to the show. Welcome back, y'all, to episode 130, Lost Dial, powered by allnoiseradio.com. Woot, 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 woot. Woot, woot, woot. So, um, yeah, the late night thing. I don't know, I've just, I've just always found those shows to be kind of... Lame. Lame. Like, all the same. Yeah. And and you're, you're right, because a lot of them, they kind of... The format is always the same. They come out, they they do come the monologue, out, do their monologue. They go to the desk, yeah. talk with the co-host. So the there might be one. one goofy little skit, you know, and then, and then they, they bring, bring in the, the guests, and yeah. then they have their musical guests. Musical guests, right. Right, yeah. but it's all this stuff in between. Sometimes it's the way that the uh, hosts interact with the guests, which, again, I like with Craig Ferguson because he just talks to them. He doesn't really have, like, he's got the cue cards, but you see him rip it up each time. I'm sure maybe he's briefed ahead of time, like, what it is they're into, but he just goes off and has a regular conversation with them. Looks like, so what are you up to? Um, how's your kids? How's your wife? Um, or he'll just, um, he, re- he also announced his retirement at yeah, the, uh, that. in December, <clears throat> um, which was a shock because, well, it was a shock and it wasn't because a lot of people were thinking, why didn't he get Dave Letterman's job? And basically he said he didn't want it. It is in his contract that he is able to get it if he wanted it, but he said no. Um, and instead he gets like a multi-million dollar payout. Um, if he decided that he didn't want to take it. So he's going to be off doing something else and he's going to be taken care of. So mm-hmm. he's going to be fine. Um, so I did watch that entire episode because he's a very entertaining person to watch anyway. And um, I don't know much about him. I can't really say anything as far as Craig Ferguson goes. Uh, well, he's I just unpredictable. I, I just, well, that's Stephen Colbert. I just, all right, I just see certain people are forged from a mold and they were meant for a particular type of basic cable format (laughs) and not, you know, I don't know. I just can't see. I'm, I'm more looking at it and I don't know Stephen Colbert personally, Mm -hmm. you know, so I'm completely out of, I'm coming out of left field talking like this. Mm -hmm. Um, I just I see him becoming miserable very quickly very quickly into his run at this because I just and especially from what I hear about the 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 whole CBS executive hierarchy you know and uh, I just I don't you just feel like he's going to be bored over there it's going to be a boring show and it's not going to have any of the charisma that Steve and Colbert brings when right. he's doing his like, Colbert report. When he does the Colbert report and he was I mean John Stewart had a huge part to do with the the birth of that show but Stephen Colbert was given um so much um free reign. F- yeah, free reign um as far as his uh, brilliance is concerned 
He's the type of guy um, before the show starts. Normally, all right, these shows, these late night shows, they'll have a guy like like Ed McMahon who comes out before the main guy and riles up the audience. Mm-hmm. You know, they get on the microphone, you know, and they get them all riled up. Stephen Colbert did that himself before, or does that himself before the Colbert report. Do you he, know? Yes. Is that for he, sure? He comes out. Were you there like at a taping? So, you know. No, but I mean, I, I, I've heard this. Um, you know, from his own interview and something discussed by Terry Gross. She mm-hmm. was very um, interested in this aspect. And I've heard it from, I don't know, some other show I saw about behind the scenes with The Daily Show and, you know, the creation of the, of the Colbert Report and everything. He comes out and does cartwheels and, like, just he, he's a very animated guy and, and, like, he uses his animated self to you know his personality basically. right he doesn't come out and do a stupid little monologue to get people snickering you know he gets people's heart rates jacked by coming out and you know putting on a circus show so it makes you think that he's show. not going to do that um next year because you think he has to because, follow the late night format right because i don't think this isn't stephen colbert's baby this is a very old baby <laughs> and he's, I, I just, don't it's a know. format that's been followed for years because the people who started it, they wanted to keep up the tradition. And there's people like, again, you know, the same people we've been talking about Ferguson and Fallon and even Kimmel where they all, you know, they like that format. So maybe Colbert might change it up a little bit. Maybe he likes the format, but he never yeah. talked about all it. All right. Yeah. Maybe because like I said, I don't know this guy personally. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's, and maybe I should get right into I'm it's like four books behind in my list of reading material. Mm. Maybe I should get right into it cuz maybe somewhere in there it says all of Stephen Colbert's life he has wanted to do that more mm. than anything else in this world. He wants to do one of the boring lane <laughs> late night um or the very least he <clears throat> wanted to do it at least, you know, give it a try. Or something. I mean, all of these guys, all of these people in this particular genre of entertainment. Um, uh, what's his face? I just said him a little while ago. Uh, Carson. Right. Yeah, I've looked up to him. In right. Some They're all of these guys. They all say, you know, John Seward says it. All of these guys say mm-hmm. it, that he was, you know, an idol, even though he was a. Yeah, he's he another chapter. Bastard. I was say, he's, he's another. He, was a, he beat his women like redheaded stepchildren. Um, he was not supposedly the nicest guy when it came to certain things. Right. right. Well, then, you know, David Letterman supposedly is a wicked creeper and supposedly <laughs> is not, you know, once the, once the, uh, once they go to commercial break, supposedly he does not interact, um, with his guests that are sitting there in a seat next to him, supposedly he's a snob, you know, I'm, this is, you know, things you hear. I mm-hmm. mean, I don't know. I'm just, um, but that's, that's also maybe it's why it's time for a change where with Steven, it'll be something different. So we'll, we'll just have to wait and see. I know right now you have your reservations. I'm bummed. <laughs> what are they going to do? I mean, John Oliver already has an, a show right. on HBO. See, that's what he that's where that's what Colbert was meant to do, I think. If if I was in charge of his future <laughs> You were his manager or his Right. I'd be like, go for agent, go right. for an HBO thing or a Showtime thing, you know? 
where you are, you know, you are the first, first and foremost, the executive producer and creator and you build something new, mm-hmm. not take over this, this historic legendary position, that... blow the cobwebs <laughs> off of this late night baloney. And you can be blowing the cobwebs, cobwebs off, but through something that's already established. So you just have, where does all of your my optimism, optimism come? come from <laughs> with this? I mean, you are just, you are I dead know. set. I, I know because you are hell bent on telling me I pretty he's much, gonna... <laughs> I pretty much just took on my role of being this entertainment, whatever you want to call me, guru? entertainment enthusiast guru. Cause I was actually on somebody's show and they put that under, under my name, entertainment enthusiast. Um, and I've I've watched all of their shows. I watch Kimmel. Well, I don't watch it regularly, but you know Kimmel. I gotta say, Ferguson, impressive. Fallon, um, the one guy who's taken on that and has actually done some impressive things. Oh yeah, he, he's he's pretty good too. Um, the Kimmel. one who's <clears throat> right, Kimmel. The one who's still trying to find his groove is um, uh, Seth Meyers. Uh, but what I do like about his show is after he's done with his monologue, which you know is hit or miss most of the time. At least the few times I've seen it. Um, he'll get back to his desk and he'll just tell personal stories. And that's where I think his strong point is, is just, he's just, you know, coming from the heart and like, this is what happened to me. I think it was the first show he talked. Is he really funny to begin with? His stories are like when it comes to his monologue jokes, not so much. Um, the interview types, I don't, I can't really remember. What's going to happen when Jay Leno wants his job back for the (laughs) third time. I mean, they're going to have to bump around a lot of people. What's going to happen is the mass, the mass media or the, the mass public somehow they're going to say a way rocks. to <clears throat> murder him i think yeah. um because they're going to say put an egg in your shoe and beat it bud because yeah, you've nobody, had your nobody cares anymore about no, no. he's done uh i <laughs> yeah i can even go as far as saying he's he's soiled his reputation i think so he has because that's what everybody's gonna be thinking about i was like oh you you're quitting again and right. so when are you coming back so yeah it, it's i see it happening yeah and people I, if I'm not mistaken, I could be actually, but um, I believe Fallon's ratings are actually getting higher than what they were with Leno. I think, but he's it, actually doing very well. It's he, so screwed up. I don't even know who has taken over whose show. There's so <laughs> many of them. There are a lot of. There them, are yeah. so many of them now. There used to be Carson and Letterman on two rival stations. That was it at one point in time. Well, I, well. Letterman got his show when Leno got the Tonight Show, I believe. Letterman was around. Well, yeah, Letterman was after the Carson. end of Carson's. Yeah, he, he came up after Carson. He had the original um, uh, Late Night. So it was the Tonight Show. Then it was Late Night with Dave Letterman. Leno, so Leno, got, Leno got Carson's job. Yes, but it was supposed to go to Letterman. But the right. NBC said, oh, that's no. right. That's why Letterman ended up on CBS. Right. All right. Yeah. And that's where that whole rivalry but, is. So, but that's all. That's all right. So I made a mistake. There was one station, yeah. two shows. Right. That's it. That's it. All right. But now ABC wanted <clears throat> to be in. Fox wanted to be in. And they left and they came back again. I don't, TBS. Don't, don't ask me who <laughs> Very watches funny. Arsenio because I don't know. I don't oh, he's it. back? Yeah, he's been back. He's been back ooh, now ooh, for, ooh, I ooh, think, ooh, ooh, almost ooh, two ooh. years now. And, um, Am I doing that right? You're doing it right, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't, do, think, I don't the, think he's doing it right. I'm doing the Bob Dole he's just, uh, Arsenio ooh, 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 with the pen in his um, I, I respect what he's doing, but it's just not very funny to me. It's just, I don't know. It's like he's still doing his 90s thing. 
It's He's stuck in the 90s? Yeah, I mean, even when he first started, he was pulling out, like, not necessarily 90s jokes, but he, he came out with a joke saying, like, this is my time capsule from the 90s, and he was pulling out things, and... I think uh, Paul Abdul came out on stage, too, at one point. But we should open up our time capsule from 2011. We should, and then see, like, <laughs> we should have oh, started one. Th- things haven't changed much. Yeah. Well, we'll start one next week. Oh, thing, many things have changed here on The Lost Dial. Oh, yeah, indeed. Why are we talking yeah. about all these other people's crappy show? Let's talk about well, our own show. Well, that's, because that's where we're going to go. We're going to take over either um, Howard Stern when he retires, or... Um, I don't want to follow in his footsteps. Okay, well, then we're going to go to live with whoever is <clears> there, and take over them. I've decided, and I talked to... I've been talking to people about it lately. Okay. I have finally figured out what it is that makes the lost dial the lost dial. What's that? Whether listeners agree with me or not, but this show does have listeners. It does. People do listen to this show. As we discussed, I think maybe last week or the week before. Don't start saying numbers because... An average of orange (laughs) people. (laughs) Um, Grass. Um... Lights. I'm just naming random things because you didn't want numbers. The hell are you talking about? Grass and... You said don't say numbers, so oranges. I started saying random things. Go on with your right. point. Go on. Um, I have figured out what makes the Lost Dial unique. <clears throat> I don't believe that we... In no way, at this point, maybe it was a little different in the beginning when it was a... A hodgepodge of seven people all, you know, Trying grasping to do for like a, right. uh, a morning oh, show. Yeah. Um, it was very interesting. Very interesting. Well, we're, we're still trying to find our groove then. But I think I've figured out what our, what our claim to fame is. Oh, we're an interracial couple. Well, it ha- All right. <laughs> okay, go on. I won't interrupt. I'm being very abstract. Today. The Lost Dial has become this and i think this is what makes it unique and we are in no way trying to follow in the footsteps of you know this shock jock or this radio personality or you know Mm -hmm. all right we are complete it is our it is our polar opposite the extremes of 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 our polar opposite opposition Mm -hmm. You're one end of the spectrum. I'm on the other end of the spectrum. We're very, very, very different people. Um, I'd say the one thing that we might have in common, the the tiniest bit, is maybe our political views. Um, You were there. I thought it was going to be music. Okay. Well, I think we have, we, um, as two very polar uh, extreme opposites we have a very unique flow mm. and they do say you know opposites attract but screw all that mess <laughs> we have taken it and i can't say we've taken it to the next level because i think it's just taken itself it's like natural progression and we just kind of go with the flow of we the reason why we continue to do the show and we're the only two left out of the original you Seven. know is because it just is like a um, uh, a natural uh, joining of symbiotic. I don't even know what to tell them. That. It's 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 how different we are and the flow that we have um, uh, stuck with or been able to achieve and stuck with for the past year. Uh, I mean, yes, we're still trying to figure out what it is. I'm like, Oh, 130 episodes in and we know what's going on. We don't We're we continue this as an experiment, 
But I, but when I talk to people nowadays, that's how I explain it. I'm like, why do you keep doing the lost dial? Well, because the two of us have lasted, you know, from the original group of people that started the lost dial. And it is our unique flow being complete opposites that makes it what it is. Hmm. Where's my microphone? <laughs> Just drop your mic. <laughs> because it's plastered to the table. Um, okay. How do, how do you, what, what, what say you? <laughs> um, I'm, I guess I'm trying to clarify your, do you understand what, what the hell I just, I, I think, I think I do. Um, <clears throat> the fact that where we started from was like, <clears throat> as you, to go with your flow analogy, um, we just kind of not necessarily trickled down to a small stream, but we're a bit more focused than when we were before as we were trying to still trying to figure out where we were going. <clears throat> um, not that we still quite not know where we're going yet, but we're a bit more focused. The possibilities of what we go on from here doing are endless. But I think the bottom line is the flow that you and I have or have been able to, that has formed and we've been able to maintain is, will always be one of the most unique features of the show. Hmm. Which is, you know, because people are like, well, what kind of show do you guys do? Well, it's our own show. I mean, yes, zillions of other people do a show similar to ours, topical, you know. Mm -hmm. But something has, you know, formed out of. I think one of the landmark episodes, and you have to go back in the archives to find it because I don't know what number it is, is, and it just hit me now because we're kind of discussing things we talked about in the episode of, uh, I think it was black geeks. And that was like maybe a couple of years ago or something where it was a, one of the first times it was just the two of us. And we were just kind of off talking. Yeah, and I mean, you're for sure about that, that that was the first episode that it was just the two of us. I don't think doing. it was the first time, but it was like one of the times where we just, what was the like, first episode where it was just the two of us? Oh, that I'm not a lost style historian. I need, sorry. <laughs> We need to, uh, that I'd like to go back and look into, <clears throat> actually. And, uh, you know, somewhere along the way, because we were going to put together a best of episode a long while ago, and I started putting together clips, but that I need to, I need to open that back up and start reworking on that, because I think by going back and exploring uh, the show's progression in history might also help figure out how it is we got to where we are right. and right. then by that we can also you know just say okay this is what we've done and where we go next is up to you right exactly <laughs> <laughs> all right leonard nimoy i don't know i've been watching uh, cosmos too but mm. not that he says anything like that uh neil degrasse neil, neil degrasse tyson <clears throat> although i like i'd like to He's, he'd be an interesting person to have on the show. Oh, many, many people would be interested in the show. And that's, that's <laughs> something I, I personally would like to try to start doing is getting, you know, these, these interesting types in here just to mingle with us. How do we, and, and I'm, I'm not all about the whole local circuit because, you know, I don't know, Connecticut's kind of boring, but. <laughs> um, <clears throat> We've got to start somewhere. We do need to, uh, uh, Bit wise, not bit. I I don't know, but 
so we we have the potential of creating an, another um another aspect of the show other than our personal uh flow that we work off from we work off from one another but like there's something uh dormant or just hasn't been uncovered yet that we are capable of doing with this show mm. um whether it be um bringing in people shut that off i'm trying to make a point <laughs> or, you know my father oh papa um <laughs> you know i mean you know whether it's you know uh working on our interview skill you know or i just think like um i've actually been doing that in real life the interview skills but uh, i have not well, I mean, just when I go out and talk to people, just oh. um, it happens at work all the time. And then I'll and just for practice, because most times I don't want to be bothered mm. while I'm at work. But like if this like this show is my work, then that's something that I'll have to get used to doing. So when it comes to customers, customers that come in and they start telling me about things, then I'll just start asking questions as mm. if I don't want to say as if I cared, because, you know, when we actually have guests in here, I do care what you know is going on with them and why they're doing what they're doing. So. I just kind of started practicing with that and just, you know, making sure I'm paying attention and listening to what they have to say. The, I think part of the, part of the point I'm trying to make is we have been, we've been able to establish our flow. We work well off of one another. The next thing that's actually going to make or break what we do mm -hmm. is finding that thing or waking up that thing or, uncovering that thing that we do not or that we're not aware of yet that um is going to make this unique and not another cookie cutter you know show you know i mean everybody who's everybody or everybody in general mm -hmm. not anybody who's anybody everybody does a podcast it is the future. It's already radio. It is. And <clears throat> there are already podcasts that are getting well-recognized, and they've been around maybe a year or two longer than us. So it's about time that we, you know, wake up whatever it is that needs to be woken up so we can be on that level and maybe exceed them, perhaps. I mean, I that's kind of why I brought up the whole Dow Network <clears throat> last episode, where not only are we a podcast, but we have podcasting friends or we might influence other people and we'd like to work with them and we, you know, come up together. I'd rather just be the two of us. But I think even before, even before that, by, you know, creating like a dungeon family. Oh, um, <laughs> I do like that. It, it gave me chills, even though the dungeon family is well established. That's why I went with the dial network. But, unless we change it something else, you know, is, um, you know, this is episode one thirty. You know, it's kind of a good um, jumping off. It's a good. Um, this is where we, we touch base. Is that it? It's, that what we're doing? <laughs> it's it's a good it's a good place to be. Like, all right, from here on out, let's dedicate each show to really let's make let's make the next ten episodes from now until episode one forty. Each show is going to be like an experiment. Okay, it's not going to be what we have been doing what we've what we've been doing is it's not just you know shenanigans or plain old plain old we have been you know 
like I said, I, my whole spiel about learning to work off of one another and having that flow. That's what we've been able to establish with doing what we've done in the past, however many episodes, but from let's, you know, it might take a little bit more, you know, effort and brainstorming, but you know, episode 131 is not going to be your grandpa's lost dial. It's going to be, you're <laughs> <laughs> laughing because like wow we've been around that long where now there's grandparents that like oh lost dolly where it used to be it's so. it's it's going to be um uh an experiment that's that's what i think we should do from from here being you know episode 130 uh yeah i think ex- um and 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 blatant experimental so we're busting out the the beakers right. and the, we're not gonna we're not gonna yeah. we're not gonna subtly you know be you know experimenting with this and with that you know and 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 trying to like you know do it under the cover of the lost dials format. We're gonna completely take this thing and shake it up and kick the hell out of it and throw it out the window <laughs> okay you know, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> that's that's my that's that's my um that's your your plan yeah your, that's your plan of attack that's that's what i would love to do from from here on out <clears throat> and me yes. i plan on just trying to be a better promoter and advertiser and just trying to get this show into as many ears as possible and i can only do it like so much because I need the help of our the people that are listening now to really get it out to their friends and family so they listen to it too. And before you know it, we'll have. See, my goal is we're tr- I'm trying to get to maybe like five thousand listeners per episode. But what if in order to get that, it takes us to the experimental some... phase with oh, the I'm, next I'm ready 10 for, episodes. for that to happen. So <clears throat> wow. Johnny, you got to listen to, you know, these guys because they just did something I've never heard before. In order to capture the attention of that next hundred new listeners and then the next hundred new listeners is to take the show and flip it upside down for the next 10 episodes and just do crazy, like, not even, we don't even need to brainstorm. Just what you did on the episode when I wasn't here, the whole, you know, it was your inner monologue of walking through, you know, a Robert Frost poem, whatever the <laughs> hell it was. Um, you know, just do wacky things. Even if we do, like, we turn one of the shows into, like, an old school fireside chat with FDR. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I don't know. You know, just completely off the wall, random. I already do have an idea. Shenanigans. Well, maybe we can we can discuss it yeah, for one of the future ten. Uh, so I don't I don't want to say it now because I don't want people. Oh, this is this is the idea Sterling came up with. So let's let's I let's steal it and run away with. Could it. Could be that maybe <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, I, I think um, our listeners would like it because it's something different. Although it would, it's something different for us. But it's I don't know. We'll we'll talk about it later. With yeah, well, let's let's take a break and we'll come back with the um, with the side B. <clears throat> we might go back to our B-side. traditional to your grandfather's lost dial.
Side B. <laughs> oh, wait, you playing anything? I got something playing. Yes, right, I do. Cool. We'll be back with the uh, the 130th installment of Your Grandpa's Lost <laughs> Dial on uh, your gr- allnoiseradio.com. Oh, nice. And your your uncle's uh, iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> and your sister's Podbean. <laughs> Thank you.